Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co host. Each, Come on, say each, each and, and every, every week. week. <laughs> Almost each and every week, except yeah. when he's traveling. He's a world traveler no, sometimes. I'm not traveling anymore. Man, he's the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church and my friend, Pastor Ken Keltner. Pastor, you look good today. Well, Mike, you do too. So uh, Man, look I, at, it's a great day today. I great like day see, to serve I like seeing the smile. I like yeah. seeing smiling Ken. Uh, well, I, I should, that should be there, man. It is there. Hey, I'm excited about our special guest today. Former Auburn Tiger, former Miami Dolphin, and author. Mm. I, I, uh, Auburn Tiger, Miami Dolphin, and author. The name of the book, The Greatest Team, a playbook for champions. This man, let me give you a little insight. He played on the undefeated Miami Dolphin team, and his nickname, Captain Crunch. Not because he liked Captain Crunch, but man, <laughs> he hit people so hard they called him Captain Crunch. Nobody's ever called me that. I never hit anybody on the football field hard enough for them to call me Captain Crunch. Well, that's because you were a shake and bake guy. I mean, I you... was, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's me. I was shaking, but I just couldn't bake him. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, Mike Cullen, how are you today, sir? Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you, Mike. Uh, I'm doing great. It's uh, good to with you and the pastor, and I've been looking forward to it. Well, we really appreciate it a lot. Hey, uh, let's start, if we can, Mike, with your background. You, you grew up in Hoover, uh, Alabama, played football, high school football um, in Alabama. Tell me about those days, Mike. Were those uh, those days that you look back fondly? Oh, yes, most definitely. Uh, football was a big part of my life, and I guess it always has been. I I actually started in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, uh, in the first grade and played through the sixth grade. And then and we moved, our family moved to Birmingham and um, I, I walked, went on the, uh, the field for maybe three days and then uh, quit playing my seventh uh, grade year. I just uh, was trying to adapt to, to the whole situation and football didn't need to get in the way of studies and other other things. So. But uh, then I uh, moved up to, as you said, Hoover. It was called Barry High School in those days, and um, and so we uh, got uh, started there in the ninth grade and had uh, a real fun career in high school. It was a new program and new coaches that uh, were just terrific uh, players, coaches, and uh, really cared for their kids. Uh, so uh, it was a great experience for me, and then after that, had the opportunity to go to Auburn. Hey, Mike, a number of years ago, they did a um, they did kind of a reality TV show about high school football at Hoover. Did you did you watch that at all? 
You know, I, I, I may have, uh, but I can't recall it, but I've, I, I am aware of it, though. And uh, they've, they've got a terrific program there. There's no doubt about it. It's one of the best in the country. Yeah, it is. And, and what happened after that was their coach uh, that, Their coach was doing some stuff he shouldn't be doing. I mean, he had a whole, right. he had yeah. a whole secret life. But that that program, I caught it one week and I couldn't, I I didn't miss it after that. And to just be, I'm a high school basketball coach, so to watch the the interaction of these families, and I know, look, you're going to act differently if there's a camera on you uh, than you are. But but listening to their talk at the kitchen table was always very interesting to me. And mm-hmm. and it seemed like there were there were times where the the mom was a little bit less engaged and and saying hey just relax it's just a game and the dad was saying hey look you know this is life this is what life's about or it was reverse and the tough part was when the mom was on the kid and the dad was on the kid saying hey look this is the biggest thing in your life and and trying to live their lives a little bit you know through their son's life and I I, I often wondered if they ever went back to that team. And and picked out you know ten guys and said let's let let me tell you where they're at now. I'd sure like to know whatever happened to some of those guys. Well, sure, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and um, uh, high school football is a is a big deal for a lot of families. And indeed, uh, I guess we back uh, in the uh, early '60s, you know, we didn't know how big a deal it was was or was going to be in the future and but yet, uh, it was a great experience uh, for me and my teammates because, again, we had a startup program that uh, had a lot of character in it, and um, and all, and uh, emphasis on team and not uh, about the individual. So uh, it it uh, was a great way for me to get started with football. Hey, Mike. Uh, this is Pastor Ken. Uh, you went to Auburn. I mean, every school has you know those intense rivalries. Obviously, Auburn's is Alabama. Uh, I mean, those games back when you were in Auburn. I mean, did you guys do well against them? Uh, how, how did you How did you fare against Alabama? Because you were probably going up against uh, Coach Bear Bryant back then in those days, weren't you? Oh yes, yes. Uh, he was uh, he was their coach starting, I think, in fifty uh, eight, and. Uh, had a great career there and and we uh uh had some tough games uh with Alabama in fact they beat in those days there was a freshman team and they beat us there in Tuscaloosa and then won the next two games my sophomore and junior year and then uh our my senior year we had uh two great offensive players uh, Pat Sullivan and Terry Beasley Pat Sullivan ended up being a Heisman trophy winner yeah i remember uh, that and and Terry Beasley was his great receiver so they helped us uh beat Alabama uh my senior year uh more so than any Auburn uh team has in terms of um, uh the the score and it was 49 to 26 we Ooh. won boy you remember so, that one you remember you the right, exact that score right that. that's good well we yeah it was we got exciting uh, I mean, you know we felt like uh we had a uh, a senior loaded team and uh with uh, pat and uh terry as sophomores we had some uh great underclassmen and so it uh it just worked out uh great for us and um so it was a real thrill since uh, Auburn hadn't won in a number of years. Yeah, who was coaching Auburn at that time? Ralph Shook Jert. Okay. And I don't know if you remember that name or not, but he he finished uh, 
his last season, I think, was 77, something like that. But he had a, a you know, like a 30, 25, 30-year 30 career there. Wow. And and uh, won, won national championship in 57, but was a, was a great uh, head coach. And, again, he was a player's coach and uh, really cared for his uh, players uh, for sure. We're talking to former Auburn Tiger and Miami Dolphin and, and author, uh, Mike Colon. He, you know, Pastor, he was named uh, the Miami Dolphins' top 100 players of all time. He was number 44. Wow, what, what, a, what an accomplishment, big. Mike. When, when you, when you a, think about these, uh, think about the Miami Dolphins and, and think about them you know, through the history of yeah. that organization. And uh, and Mike Colin, our guest, is 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 right up there, and that's awesome. Hey, Mike, uh, really quickly, did you enjoy? Now that you look back, did you enjoy your college years playing football more, or the the years that you played for the Dolphins? Well, they were, um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. I hadn't been asked that uh, too often, but uh, uh, Auburn was uh, was a great experience uh, for a lot of reasons, which. Um, sure i'll share with you uh earlier but i mean later on i should say and um but uh the the experience in miami was once in a lifetime type opportunity because uh my my uh rookie season was coach don shula's rookie season in miami as well in 1970 and things turned started to turn around in a hurry that that had uh a four-year franchise history, and I think their best win was four wins uh, in one season. So uh, Coach Shula turned things around to start off with, and uh, first day of training camp, he had us all in a small room, kind of shoulder-to-shoulder, and came in, gave us no sort of greeting whatsoever, and wrote two words up on the board. And the two words were world champions, world champions. (laughs) And uh, he realized if a group of guys were focused on the same common goal and same common objective that they could accomplish great things. And so we started out with four-day practices <laughs> from, uh, oh, <laughs> from, from 6.30 in the morning to literally 11 o'clock at night is what we concluded in, uh, for about uh, five weeks. So he wanted to make sure that we had a good foundation, which indeed we did. And um and so our, I think that first uh, season we had maybe uh, 10 wins, and then um, the next three we were in the Super Bowl and uh, had a perfect season and and um, and had two world championships. So it was, uh, you know, it was really, for me, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It was for all, all of my other teammates. So, uh, it's you know, it's uh, pretty special uh, memories when we – uh, get together and uh, enjoy fellowship with each other to this day. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I got to ask you this question. From 6.30 a.m. to 11 at night, I I know you guys were in great shape, but, I mean, you had to be somewhat pretty sore, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, sure. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what professional football is. Yeah, so, right. so, you, so you start off sore, and you're sore all through the season. Well, not necessarily. I think you get uh, after the first week or or two uh, of practice, and and the veterans were on strike that uh, year, and they missed the so they missed the first two weeks. We were one deep in every position as rookies, 
But yet it gave uh, Coach Bill Arnsbarger, our defensive coordinator, who's one of the greatest uh, in the history of the league, uh, gave him an opportunity to look at uh, some of us rookies a, l- a lot more than he would normally do in a in a regular uh, start of a professional football team. So we, in fact, we had we had uh, five rookies that started that year and started all the way through um, our championship years. Were you, were you an outside linebacker? I was the first couple of uh, years, and then. Um, then Coach Arnsberger uh, implemented a um, a defense called the 53 defense. It was named after Bob Matheson, who was uh, number 53, a very versatile linebacker. He was he was before his uh, time, really. He was like six uh, four, two thirty five, and ran the forty and four six. Uh, uh, so. He was a phenomenal athlete, and he would uh, oftentimes either be a dif- defensive end or a linebacker. And he was labeled as a linebacker, but uh, occasionally he would uh, rush the passer as well as a de- like a defensive end. So it was a defense that kept um, uh, after you know kept basically our uh, opponents quite confused uh, for uh, for two or three years there in terms of just really understanding what the, what the defense was all about because Coach Arnsbarger was a defensive genius. I mean, he, he was not only a great coach but uh, in, in terms of the personnel, but he was just uh, he was a genius and put this thing together. And, and uh, a lot of teams were good, uh, confused quite a bit as a result of it. That's awesome. He is Mike Cullen. Before we get to a break, you talk about being sore. I, I asked Gary Ellerson, who played for the the uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions. He is uh, he he works here at Sports Radio one hundred five seven FM. The fan. I asked him as a running back what it was like uh, on Monday after a, a game, and he said, "You really want to know?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Put on a football uniform, put your helmet on, go in the alley." And run into your garage door twenty five times as hard as you can, and then and then get up on Monday and tell me how you're feeling. He said, "Cause that's that's what that's what it feels like." He said Monday. He said I'd get up on Monday and I'd say I can't do this anymore, and then Tuesday I'd start feeling a little bit better, and by Wednesday, you know, I'm ready to go. He said Monday yeah. and Tuesday were hard, man. They were hard, yeah. guys. We have got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Again, Mike Cullen, former Auburn Tiger, Miami Dolphin, and author of a book. And we'll talk about this book later in, in the show, The Greatest Team, A Playbook for Champions. You can go to alabamabooksmith.com to pick that book up. Again, alabamabooksmith.com, the name of the book, The Greatest Team, A Playbook of Champions. And Mike Cullen will continue to be our guest throughout the entire show. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner. He is the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. 
If you listen to the show, you want to come listen to Pastor uh, preach, you come sit by me. Yeah. Brookside Baptist, I go to the early service. I sit far <laughs> back on the right side just because I'm there with my mother-in-law and she has a hard time walking. <laughs> Okay. No, right. she doesn't. <laughs> it's, she doesn't have a hard time. Phyllis is uh, is phenomenal. I pick her up every Sunday. We have great conversation. In fact, she's probably listening right now. And she she told me she she really wants to listen to the program. She yeah. does. She does. And we sit in the back because the music a little bit loud for for Phyllis. And uh, I I just appreciate her interest in this program. Yeah. She thinks that you and I together are funny. <laughs> I told her it's me. It's, I carry Patrick. Yeah, my yeah. back hurts at the end of these shows. Yeah, yeah Mike, I'm, Mike, that's that's his pain after this the, the program. He's saying, man, my back hurts, my shoulder. I've been carrying you like crazy, Ken. It's kind of like I played, Mike Cole, it's like I played in an NFL football game. That's what I think it must feel like. <laughs> we are talking to Mike Cole. He is a former Auburn Tiger, Miami Dolphin. Again, he is an author, the greatest team of playbook for champions. Mike, before we get into your testimony, so there was a play called it. They called it the Sea of Hands, and uh, Kenny Stabler he uh, threw a weak pass toward running back Clarence Davis in the end zone. Davis is surrounded by three Dolphins, including uh, Mike Colon. Mike got his hands in the ball, nearly knocked it away, but somehow. Davis, amidst the sea of hands, ended up with the ball and a touchdown, giving the Raiders a win and ending the the dynasty that the Dolphins had. Mike, is that a play that that you you don't still remember that play, do you? Well, uh, I don't reflect on it uh, very often. (laughs) Nor should you. But thank goodness, hey, thank goodness for guys like me that can keep bringing it up again. (laughs) There you go. Well, that's. That's part of your job, Mike. You know, you gotta you gotta bring up a few uh, interesting issues. I won't say controversial, but it, interesting. And indeed, uh, it was. It was one of the most. Uh, it had to be the most frustrating uh, play in in my uh, entire football career because we we had things going so well. And uh, but uh, the the Raiders were certainly ready to play. We it was a even game. Uh, you know that uh, that season it could have gone either way, and we they had driven uh, down the field, and I think they were on like the ten yard line or something like that. And uh, and I just I knew I you know we had uh, an outside linebacker Larry Ball and myself that were supposed to take care of Clarence Davis inside or out, and um, and he just uh, made a great play, and uh, he had the leverage on the ball. I mean I thought I was going to intercept it. I, I'm I moved toward the ball, anticipating intercepting the thing, and then all of a sudden, uh, I felt him coming up my back, and and he just had the leverage on the ball, and it was uh, quite frustrating. But yet, you know, it uh, you know every every great uh, dynasty or uh, big win and uh, or victories in in uh, the NFL have to you know, cease at some point in time. And, yeah, you bet. And indeed, that, uh, you know, the players, I mean, the uh, the Raiders deserved it. Uh, Kenny Stabler was uh, always a sort of a hero of mine because even though he played at Alabama, he was a great uh, football player and it was, uh, it was really fun playing against him and uh, for several uh, years. And But they deserved it. And uh, unfortunately, it uh, knocked us out of the uh, uh, the opportunity for another Super Bowl. Uh, but yet, uh, you know, our three-year run and 
having a perfect season. I mean, uh, as you look back, you you realize that uh, it was one one of the greatest opportunities that anybody could ever experience in in uh, professional football. We are talking to former Miami Dolphin. Auburn Tiger and author uh, Mike Colin, the name of the book that uh, he wrote, The Greatest Team, A Playbook for Champions. Pastor? Yeah, Mike, we'd love to just talk to folks, too, that we have on the program uh, about how they came to know the Lord and their journey of faith, and uh, love love to hear what, what God did in your life there to, to bring you to himself. Well, thank you. Uh, I grew up in a Baptist church, uh, uh, Pastor, and okay. um, and I'd heard the gospel many, many times. Uh, uh, I know, and but yet uh, I was, you know, through junior high school and high school, uh, even though I was exposed to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and meetings there, I was living up to the philosophy of, uh, the former philosophy of Burger King, have it your own way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and indeed, that uh, was what my life was all about, just like so many other teenage lives are about. And uh, it's all about you and and football and academics and you know the whole works and uh but yet uh uh yet I knew that there was something missing in my life and I after signing with uh, Auburn I started uh started football there before school obviously and uh, and I was uh I had some sort of injury it just was uh it really uh, held me back wasn't able to play I felt like I was I was a burden on the team and everything else, and uh, it just just a, a really a sort of a disheartening experience uh, that you don't anticipate uh, as soon as you start uh, collegiate football. But uh, but anyway, uh, so with that, and then a, a number of other things throughout uh, my freshman year that uh, that kind of had me uh, misled and that type of thing, and. But yet, uh, in reality, God uh, knew he, what he was going to do do uh, for me at some point in time uh, that year. And so my uh, latter part of my freshman year, I had, um, you know, I, I attended several FCA meetings there, uh, but was invited to go see a film called The Restless Ones, produced by the Billy Graham Association. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was free to students, so I said, "Well, goodness, if it's free, I'm on I'm on go." And uh, I had a couple of friends and um, invite me. And that film uh, showed uh, or illustrated how uh, one group of uh, kids, uh, our age, basically in in college, were it, it, we were experiencing frustration, frustration, and and fear and doubt and that type of thing. And uh, the bottom line is they were living for themselves instead of for God. And then the other side of the film was uh, a group of kids that uh, that had it uh, had life together simply because they had come to know Jesus Christ and, and uh, personally. And, and, you know, as a result of that, it uh, changed their life and it changed their perspective and attitude and everything mm-hmm. else. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, that uh, communicated to me, it was like uh, phenomenal. I, I mean, even though I'd heard the gospel m- many times, Pastor, I don't, you know, God has his time in terms of bringing us to him, and indeed that was obviously my time. And and uh, so I, I walked back to uh, our dormitory. My roommate was home for the weekend. It was a starlit night, and I was, you know, thinking about all of my 
life and experience and what I just heard and the impact it could have on my life. So I just simply uh, uh, walked back uh, to my room and and, uh, went inside and closed the door. Nobody was there but me and God, and I knelt uh, knelt at the foot of my bed. And, um, you know, you can't help but get a little emotional about it Absolutely. uh, in in reality. But, uh, you know, I knelt at the foot of my bed and prayed something like this. You know, God, please forgive me for going my own way and doing my own thing and and, uh, forgive me for all my sin. And right now, the best I know how, I want to invite you into my life to change my life, forgive me of my sin, and make me the kind of person that you want me to be. And he did exactly what he said he'd do uh, in Revelation 3.20 when he says, mm-hmm. Behold, I stand at the door of your life and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and have fellowship with him and he with me. And that's exactly what I experienced that night by the mm. grace of God, and my life has been different ever since then. Mm, Mike, what, you know what? Someone told me once, if, if the cross won't make you, make you cry, nothing will. That, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that what Jesus did on that cross Amen. for, for each of us and for, for the whole world. And, I mean, you talk about crossing racial and societal bar- barriers. Right. That's the cross. And... Um, Mike, what a what a wonderful uh, testimony of of what what the Lord did there in your life, and uh, and so after you came to know the Lord, you're still playing football for Auburn. Um, uh, I mean, you you started growing. You 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 found some other believers there on the team that that really kind of helped you. Or right. F- FCA was a great help to you through that. Well, FCA what was, and uh, we had. Uh, uh, you know, meetings on a, on a, uh, basically we weekly basis. And, uh, uh, we had, uh, several older, uh, players that were leaders there that, uh, really, uh, were a great blessing to us. And so that experience, you know, with experiencing fellowship with other Christian athletes was, uh, was a blessing to me and certainly, um, was helpful for my growth spiritually. And then, I also got involved in an organization called Campus Crusade for Christ, and um, and and if as you well know, a lot of your listeners probably know that organization well, and and um, and it really impacted my life uh, uh, also in regard to having fellowship with uh, committed Christians and and having Bible studies uh, such as that. So those two organizations, along with some uh, committed Christian friends really helped me get off, uh, you know, on the right foot in regard to my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Mike Colin, former Auburn Tiger and Miami Dolphin. Hey, Mike, real quick before we get to a break, and I ask a lot of athletes this, and I'm wondering um, what your thought is on it. Was it easier to walk worthy while you were in the locker room or outside of the locker room? Do you, do you know if inside the locker room sometimes that's a difficult place to walk worthy because if there's not a lot of other Christians to, to, to keep you accountable, you know that's a difficult place to be outside the locker room. Uh, sometimes there's a, especially on a college campus a lot of temptation. So I'm wondering where it was easier for you to walk worthy as as a Christian in the locker room or outside of the locker room. Well, that's a good question. I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that question before. Hey, hey Mike. Mike's but, good at that. He asks great questions. <laughs> well, hey, thanks. I, uh, I, I think uh, that's neat. Uh, well, I think it was probably um, 
more difficult for me to to walk worthy of the Lord outside of the locker room. And the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, everybody on our team at Auburn and with the Miami Dolphins certainly weren't Christians, but we had uh, a a group, a nucleus of uh, uh, guys uh, at Auburn and at uh, Miami that... uh, uh, were were committed Christians and and to a certain extent, obviously we we held each other accountable. That's awesome uh, for for our for our Christian experience, uh, especially in in Miami as a result of uh, of uh, you know our chapel service. And uh, I had my mentor was Norm Evans. And I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all ever. Oh, I remember. You, you, you need to interview Norm Evans because he was uh, after his professional career. Uh, he, uh, was like the president of, um, uh, not, uh, let's see. Athletes in Action. Athletes in Action. No, 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 it's Pro pro Athletes Outreach. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pro pro Athletes Outreach. He's, he's president of that for 30 years, but more than, you know, from a personal standpoint for me, he was my mentor in Miami for four or five years. We, we lived in the same neighborhood. We, we'd ride the. Uh, drive to uh, camp and practice and back, and so he, his, he and his wife were very close uh, friends. Uh, my wife Nancy and I, and it uh, it made a huge difference in my life to have a big brother like that that uh, I was accountable to, that I loved, and uh, and and uh, we had a great relationship. And to this day, we when we when we hang up the phone, we we tell each other we love each other as a brother in Christ, and. Um, and it's a, it was just a great experience for me. And in fact, I met Norm at Fellowship of Christian Athletes Conference uh, spring before our first training camp in 1970 uh, with Coach Shula. And so since then, we've been greatest of friends. And it uh, he's really obviously been a, a huge uh, blessing to my life. Hey, guys, we've got to get to our break. Uh, Pastor, you've heard me probably say this t- a lot. As a coach, I'll ask kids, what's the definition of team? And the definition is two or more horses pulling in a similar direction for a common goal. I've got a new definition of team. And I got this from uh, uh, from our guest, Mike Colon, with the, the book that he wrote, uh, The Greatest Team, A Playbook for Champions. I'm going to tell you what his definition of team is on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our guest for the entire hour, former Auburn Tiger and Miami Dolphin, and he's an author, Mike Colon. The name of his book, The Greatest Team, a playbook for champions. You know, Pastor, again, my definition of a team, two or more horses pulling in a similar direction for a common goal. And I utilize that a lot with basketball teams that I coach. But reading about this book, and again, you can go and, and pick it up, alabamabooksmith.com. Go to alabamabooksmith, it's one word, alabamabooksmith.com to pick this book up. And 
the the word team uh, for Mike it goes like this: trust, enthusiasm, attitude, and motivation. And I love that. You you, you I I can see putting this up in the locker room t- with letter T for trust, E for enthusiasm, attitude, motivation. A concept that that. Um, Mike, I'm sure, has shared a lot in his life and want to talk to him a little bit about that. Mike, did you think what one day when you were you know, in college and, and, and early in your professional year uh, in football that you'd be an author? Was that something that, that you were striving for? <laughs> no, not quite. No? I, don't, I, I, I mean, don't he st- uh, you started laughing before Ca- you finished the hey, question. Captain Ca- <laughs> this book is written by Captain Crunch, man. <laughs> well, no, I had no idea I'd be an author. And, and uh, you know, so it's been an interesting experience. And uh, uh, But yet it uh, has given me the opportunity to, to share uh, the acronym of uh, TEAM trust, enthusiasm, attitude, and motivation, uh, as I've done speaking over, over base, basically the last 40 years. Um, and my, my, uh, it's interesting that my brother-in-law is, the is a guy who shared the acronym with me. He thought of it first and he was a consensus all American from the Naval Academy and he's in the college football hall of fame, Chet Moeller and, uh, from the Naval Academy. And he's He's always uh, said, Colin, you need to give me uh, a percentage of your honorarium when you go talk about it. <laughs> you know, I said, well, I, you know, I hadn't done it yet. I made the- <laughs> you, you, you said, trust me. Try, yeah. Hey, hey, get me, get me Chet's address. I'll send him a T-shirt from the radio station or something. Tell him we're even. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll do that later. But uh, anyway, so it it uh, it has been been you know a great way to talk about uh the intangibles of uh, a championship uh life or the intangibles of a championship team and um because when you think about the importance of trust i mean i don't want to get into it you guys uh you know ask whatever you want to but uh you know the important importance of trust is the foundation without trusting each other as uh uh as a team member I mean, you don't have a chance to experience any sort of championship endeavor uh, for certain, and um, and then you know ultimately uh, the 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 foundation of what it's all about is trust in the Lord with all your heart and mm-hmm. lean not upon on mm-hmm. your own understanding, and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, it's that type of trust when when uh, you're involved in a team effort that can. Uh, make a huge difference in everybody's uh, performance and and as well as their life. Don't you see today, uh, Mike, uh, a de-emphasis uh, even even with the younger kids today? Uh, you know, it's it's more look at me. You know, the individual right. instead of the team. I mean, ha- haven't you seen that just kind of go? You know, it seemed like it's getting you know bigger and bigger down that path. Yeah, you know, you that's uh, so true pastor. It uh and it really concerns uh it, it certainly concerns you because uh, you realize that uh that's not a fulfilled life. Uh, uh living for yourself and yeah. mm-hmm. and uh exclusively pretty much and uh it's just not a, a fulfilled life. God meant for us to relate uh, and have fellowship uh with uh his creation the human being and um and to have it uh 
uh, you know, as a result of our relationship with him is where the real fulfillment in life comes from. So, uh, you know, you just uh, really hate to hate to see so many young people in our generation because, indeed, it is uh, not the team generation, it's the me generation. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And mm-hmm. with, the, with the focus on the individual, and, uh, and it's, uh, you know, living a selfish life, is because uh, I've tried to do it myself uh, many times, uh, it's uh, totally frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you know, the end result is disharmony and and uh, frustration and fear and doubt and everything else. And so as a result of it, uh, uh, you know, and experiencing it myself, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with me. It's, uh, it's all about team with my family, with uh, business. Uh, the name of uh, my business uh, for a number of years was the Colon Team and still is. And um, uh, so... Team is a pretty big deal around our household. Well, it's, it's big at the church too. We're, we're a team. Oh, it's and we're, we're, believe it. Yeah, we're a team moving forward with a with a mission there to accomplish for the Lord. And so, uh, but yet you still see, as far as in athletics, the teams that that win the championships are a team. I mean, right. you, you look at uh, the, the USA basketball going out and getting Coach Shashevsky uh, to come in, and, and he created team. And uh, I mean, uh, you know, they they I don't I, have they even lost a game since since he came on board. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't so. Know. I, I, I think I could win with I could be the coach. <laughs> I think, maybe I, they they, they I'll he, tell he you coached what. my four boys, Mike. So he, I coached <laughs> the Keltner boys, hey, Mike. I tell you, you know when uh, and I haven't told this in a while, and I know you hate this, but but Mike, when when I was coaching Pastor Ken's kids. Do you know we have three different relationships? And he is my mm-hmm. friend, he's my pastor, and he's a parent of some of the kids I'm coaching. So when <laughs> yeah. he would walk up to me after the game, I'd have to quickly identify who I was talking to. Was I talking <laughs> to my friend? Was I talking right. to my pastor? Or was I talking to a parent? Because trust me, I'm going to respond differently to a parent than I am to my pastor <laughs> and I right. am to my friend. Yeah, so yeah, he would yeah. ask me a question, and I'd have to say, who am I talking to right yeah. now? Well, he usually yeah. knew. He, he would come up to me afterwards. And I remember one, one game, Kevin, our second, scored 30. Seven points, and Mike came up running at, right after the game. Goes, whatever you do, you don't say one negative thing to your son, or I will be all over you. So Kevin came out of the locker room, and I saw Mike. Wa- Mike was watching me like a hawk, and I said, Kevin, and I started pointing my index finger at him real hard, and I said, that was one of the best games I've ever seen you play. So, and Mike thought I was chewing him out. And here yeah. comes Mike running across that gym floor. <laughs> and you know what? This goes right back to the book because I needed to trust him. You know what? And I needed, we need a team, I, by the way. And I team. needed Pastor Ken to have enthusiasm. I, he needed an attitude check sometimes, and he right. needed some motivation. See how we bring that right back to hey, this book. And we're a team, Mike. We are a team because I do have That's a lot of great. trust in you. And that is great. I bring all the enthusiasm, <laughs> attitude, and motivation for the show, but you, there, you, we do trust each other. Hey, guys, let's uh, get to a quick break. Again, the name of the book, The Greatest Team, a, uh, a playbook for champions. You can go to alabamabooksmith.com. And I'm going to ask Mike on the other side of the break his motivation for writing this book. And, and it, it is not all about football. This book is not all about football. There's some great life lessons in this book, and we'll talk to Mike Cullen, again, former Auburn Tiger and Miami Dolphin, 
Mike Colon on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our guest, and man, he's been a really good guest. This has been a lot of fun for us. Former Auburn Tiger and Miami Dolphin and author Mike Colon. Name of the book, The Greatest Team, a playbook for champions. Go to alabamabooksmith.com to pick this book up. Pastor, you wanted... uh, yeah, we yeah. got a short segment here, yeah, but I, I, I thought I, that was good. Yeah, I just, uh, Mike, you know, you guys were undefeated for the season. Only NFL team to ever do that. And, you know, when so like when the Patriots a few years ago went into the Super Bowl undefeated, thinking, hey, they win this game, and they, they looked like they were going to win the game. I mean, what, what kind of reactions, I mean, do you have with something like that, the other players that – that were with you on the Dolphins? Because I know you guys will come back together to celebrate that that season of being undefeated it, at times. And it always seems, don't don't they always put, is it Dick Scott? Is that, they've always seemed to have a camera around him. This was years ago, at least with New England. And they always wanted to know what he was feeling like. And he was like, I'm happy they lost. <laughs> I want to be the only undefeated team. And I like that. The pure honesty, man. Yeah. Well, how are you feeling, as, as Pastor said, uh, Mike, how are you feeling during those times? Last year, I thought possibly Carolina might do that with the, with that Auburn quarterback that they have. All right. But, sure. but, you know, the New England Super Bowl, are you happy when, when perfection stays with Miami like that? Well, I mean, you put yourself in my position or any any of my teammates' position. Uh, obviously, you're going to be happy. It's not that you're, uh, you know, you're pulling against anybody. You're pulling for uh, uh, the uh, the Giants uh, against the Patriots. Uh, you know, a few years back, and uh, uh, at least that's my perspective, and I think it's a perspective of my team. Because uh, if uh, you're pulling. For the team to win, and they win, you accomplish uh, just as well as pulling, you know, uh, against some uh, some team, and it's just more p- p- positive way of looking at it, I guess. But uh, I'm sorry, it's yeah, J- it's- Jake Scott. Oh, Jake, say, okay. yeah, Jake Scott. Yeah, you said yeah, Jake, I know, Jake I said Scott. Yeah, yeah Jake, said Jake, Jake Scott. is always uh, has always uh, said what uh, you know uh, what was on his mind, and and uh, <laughs> didn't, back, didn't back away from anything. And you got to you know you got to love the guy for that. And when Didi, he was one of the most intense players I've ever uh, been around uh, in my total football career. And uh, and of course he was a great player as well, and a, and a great friend. So, uh, but he. Uh, uh, he he definitely uh, told it like it uh, like it is, and from his perspective, anyway. Hey, Mike, I, I know we only have a couple minutes, but I have to ask you, uh, Nick Bonacani was he was he one of the hardest hitting linebackers you'd ever been around? Yeah, he was, and it was interesting in that he was just five eleven, two fifteen as a middle linebacker, uh, but he was uh, quick as a cat, and uh, he would be at be in the hole before the running back got there. Uh, to make the play, and um, but he, but more than anything else, I mean, he was a great player, but he was the he was the leader of our team on the field. 
uh, Nick Bonacani was, uh, uh, he was just a, a classic leader that uh, knew how to, uh, he called the defenses uh, in coordinating with Coach uh, Arnfarger. Uh, he was uh, the nucleus of our enthusiasm, uh, of our trust. Uh, I mean, a great attitude, and he was motivated uh, because of his, not only because of uh, being, uh, you know, a great team, but also out of love and respect for your teammates, which is the greatest motivation in the world, is the L O V E. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we had with each other, and it made a huge difference. Well, uh, Coach Shula always just seemed to be just a gentleman uh, there on the on the sidelines. I mean, that's what you experienced with him. I mean, hard, you know, he could push you guys hard, but just a just a player's coach, gentleman. Oh yeah, most definitely, and uh, one of the brightest coaches uh, uh, ever ever in the game. And uh, uh, obviously, you know, he's still the winningest coach uh, in the history of the National Football League. So he knew how to do it. He was so detailed, so uh, uh, so per- personable with uh, the players, and and uh, and all. You just uh, you you know you you fought uh, the best you possibly could just for the sake of. Uh, of pleasing him, if nothing else, because uh, he was a great leader again, and and uh, and the the greatest reason that we experienced the uh, the championships that we did, and also the perfect season. Well, Mike, we can't thank you enough uh, for the time that you've given us today. Hey, Mike, you you have uh, two kids. How many grandkids do you have? We've got five grandchildren. Man, that's awesome, isn't it? Yes, it is. You, 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 you go, you go out and throw the football with some of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. I, uh, I've got uh, my, uh, a senior in high school now. Uh, my my grandson that uh, is uh, is playing football, but he more than more more important than that, he's uh, uh, he's applying for the Naval Academy. Wow. Mm. And uh, awesome. so, and it looks like it may have a good opportunity to be there, but. Uh, Anyway, it's been been great being with you guys. Yeah, hey Mike, next time you're in the yard and you're playing catch, and he makes a catch, just go up and tackle him and say, "That's why they call me Captain Crunch," right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to do. Remind those young lads that you still got a little something. Yeah. Old, yeah. School. Yeah. old school, old school. It, 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 it is a little something. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, That's when you true. get done, then go. You're gonna have to go and put on some Ben Gay or something, but make sure that they know that you are yes, still sir. Captain Crunch. He is Mike Cullen, again, former Auburn Tiger, Miami Dolphin. He's an author. I would highly recommend this. The Greatest Team, a Playbook for Champions. Go to alabamabooksmith.com to pick that up. Pastor, thank you so much. It, uh, yeah. it was good to see you. Yeah, and it was good to have you on, Mike. We really yeah, enjoyed well, it. Thank you, thank thank you for your Pastor. testimony. That was a phenomenal—I mean, just— just a moving testimony. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing, yeah, Pastor. That this, like you said, you know, the cross uh, uh, uh. can bring guys like us and a guy that used to call Captain Crunch to tears. tears so absolutely. it's awesome. Again, he's Mike Colon, the greatest team of playbook for champions. AlabamaBooksmith.com. Go pick that up. Hey, Mike, thanks a lot. Have uh, have a great uh, day. Have a great week, and good luck to the Auburn Tigers this year. Yeah, well, same to you guys. God bless you. Thank you. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. 
Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.